Today's episode is brought to you by our new bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from pineapple on pizzas to punching Nazis. With over 2 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Mikey Boltz, the audio engineer. It is time. And with me, as always, is Rucka Rucka, hey. my first hand on staff moderator. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Guys, we got a great show today. Today, we're going to discuss the best action movie hero of all time, the best action movie star. And later in the show, we'll have some quick news headlines, as always. But first, please. Welcome to the show, our guest this week, the incredible professional wrestler from Lucha Underground, ex-WWE star, and star of the new movie, Boone, the Bounty Hunter. It's an honor to welcome to the show, John Morrison. John, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Um, Yeah, a lot of people call me names like John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Johnny Nitro, Johnny Blade. Yeah. Uh, But uh, hopefully now people will remember me as Boone from Boone, the Bounty Hunter. If you don't know what I'm talking about, do yourself a favor, Boone yourself right now and we'll tell you how later now john i gotta say congratulations because the trailer alone already has half a million views on youtube yeah absolutely and um this is something that i've been talking about and you know this because i've told you about it over the years <laughs> for uh, for four or five years and um it's uh, awesome for me to have this project done and released it's available now on itunes amazon voodoo vimeo google play and xbox and it's going to come out on dvd at walmart june 6th but um, the response that I'm getting from from people who've, who've watched this movie is uh, ranging from people who say it's the best movie that they've ever seen. Um, that was my mom. From, <laughs> <laughs> from a, a lot of people, wrestling fans and action movie fans, who've said they've genuinely enjoyed uh, the movie. And I've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tanner into this movie, so it's really good to hear that. Yeah, it's incredible. And I'm getting uh, just a lot of uh, fan feedback, too. When I posted that you were going to come on the show, so many people chimed in. They said they've seen the movie. They loved it. Uh, Congratulations. You're doing screenings around the country, right? Yeah. um, uh, We've hit uh, Chicago, Los Angeles, Uh uh, Davis, California. The next one is uh, May 25th in Seattle, and um, we're going to debut a new Boone the Bounty Hunter t-shirt to the first 20 people who show up to that screening on May 25th, so um, be there. I'm going to host the screening, do a live Q&A, and give y'all some free t-shirts. Oh, hell Hell yeah, yeah, man. That's going to be awesome, dude. So that's all our Seattle listeners, be there. Yeah, those free t-shirts work. I'm telling you, (laughs) bring people out in droves, right? I'm hopefully, like hopefully dozens and dozens. You know what I'm talking? You'll see what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, just make sure that you, you don't promise any Australians any free t-shirts because it's a pain in the ass to ship to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Although, well, well, that's yeah. why I'm saying in, in person, we're going to give you the shirts in person if you okay, come to the yeah. screening. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, Australians, welcome. Any of our Australian listeners, if you do happen to meet me in person, I will give you a free t-shirt. There you go. Okay. There you go. All right? I put I put it out there. It's out there. There's a real fucking free t-shirt offer. Yeah. Rucka wrote me into some bullshit a long time Standing ago. Standing the, the um, olive branch of Australian yeah. friendship. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> now, John, uh, you've had this incredible body of work but one of my favorite things I've ever seen <laughs> of yours is this gif I saw. You were uh, you were at a wrestling event, and there was a little dog going to give you a high five, and you denied it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you put your hand back up and like brushed your hair like you're too cool. I, went, I gave a uh, hit the dog with the old school Ric Flair like the. Sh- <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna post this on the website, but it's the funniest fucking thing. I saw it and I watched it probably for a good like minute on loop. 
Why uh, is it so satisfying to <laughs> to heal on a little cute dog? I don't know. Because nobody but expects it. it. Yeah, first of all, yeah, it's a dog, and, and everyone's like, oh, he's going to high-five a dog. First of all, the dog doesn't know what the fuck is going on. No, the dog was completely fooled. Yeah. <laughs> Got that thing. Yeah. <laughs> the same animal where you can you can pretend to throw a tennis ball and put it behind your back. The dog just like, oh, where, where'd the ball go? Yeah. These are not smart animals, guys. You guys keep telling me the dogs are so smart. Look, they're smarter than, like, I don't know, worms, right? They're, they're loyal. You, can't, they're you loyal. can't say they're not loyal. They're super loyal. Yeah, they're very loyal. But you also have to feed them. <laughs> and pick up the poop. You know where I've seen John before? Where's that? Um, he was he he was in the roast battle at the comedy store once. They do this thing once a week, the roast battle. Yeah. And uh, he was up against another comic, and one of the judges, obviously a comedian too, he he, he kind of tried roasting John like between rounds, kind of like, look, I don't even. Well, who the fuck are you? I, ne- I never even heard of you. And John goes, uh, wrestlers perform on TV in front of millions. Comedians perform here? I, I've never heard of you either. And it, it was the most memorable moment of the whole night for me because it was like for once like someone was just turning it around on the comedy community and just like pointing out to them how fucking in their own bubble they live. Yeah, when he shot... And also abandoned trying to win by that point. You won at that moment. You fucking won. Oh, yeah. You won the battle. As long as you don't care who wins, according to the judges, I think you win, everybody wins. I mean, I'm pretty sure you won at life. Stand-up comics, I feel like, are so... (laughs) Compared to that guy, for sure. They're so so territorial, I feel. Uh, You know, especially if you you happen to strike success in any form and you haven't, quote, paid your dues, oh, they fucking... they, They throw you to the wolves. They're so pissed off. They're so angry. They're the most bitter people. So, because their lives are miserable a lot of times and they have like slept in their cars and uh, you know w- driven hours for like a $20 gig and uh, you know they're, they're really pissed off so yeah. anytime they, they sense success for that that comes from outside their little bubble they're very they're quick to piss on it right yeah they're oh, quick to yeah. piss on it yeah, oh, yeah they'll they, piss on your cornflakes they, like that they, yeah they hate the internet they hate social media yeah. and like I get it like I realize not every viner out there deserves stage time uh, you know to headline it. like I get that part too but at the same time like there's a lot of comedy on the internet now it's like the world has changed it's not 1983 okay like the world has changed people get comedy on the internet and like yeah i'm not i don't even give a shit because no like no comedian is even going to hear me say this like you know how people say oh we're behind a paywall we're behind a fucking firewall we're on the internet like no comedian (laughs) knows how to access this podcast (laughs) do you have to pay for this podcast no it's just behind it's on the internet there's no way a comedian's gonna pay for this you need you need wi-fi to hear make enough money (laughs) so john when i was doing research today i found out that you studied geology in oh college? yeah. Um, why? Why did you do that? Why? Because he's a rock. Because he's a rock. Oh like yeah. Now yeah. we're talking. Oh yeah. We've seen Indiana Jones. So yeah. uh, for some reason, when I was a uh, when I got to college at UC Davis, I thought that studying geology would be kind of like uh, being Indiana Jones, uh, Mil- mineral exploration, traveling yeah. the world, finding gold mines and mountains and artifacts and things. And um, I did uh, three years of geology. Made it through chemistry, mineralogy, advanced calculus, and structural geology, and um, realized that uh, that's not what geologists do. (laughs) You have to do a lot of tedious observation work and then integrate that into using chemistry and physics and calculus to calculate how deep you have to dig to put someone's pool in their backyard. <laughs> yep, regression models and yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, politics and it, once you get to the point where you're going to be you know, digging for power companies. That's actually one of my friends uh, study, 
studied, I think, uh, geology in college, and that's what he ended up doing is working for a power company so he could, you know. And it's a good, it's a good living. It's sure. it's it's good stuff too. It's just yeah. I uh, I don't know. Like all my dreams have been kind of ridiculous. But and- but uh, John, so I want the listeners to really think back on on what John just said because he has this rigorous academic background. John is like one of the smartest people I've ever known. I'm not blowing sunshine up your ass, Ooh. but the the calculus background, the uh, you know, all all the all the academia that you've had. Well, a um, lot of people say geology is rocks for jocks. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's also untrue. <laughs> well, I've got some uh, I've got some questions from the fans on Facebook. Uh, Justin Wright asks, "How do I keep my neighbor's dumbass cats out of my yard?" Any tips for Justin? Get a dog. Get a, get a dog. Simple. There you go. Uh, Anthony Preston says, Boone was fucking awesome. Anthony uh, Preston, thank you. Yeah. There, there you go. go. You got a ding. I'm getting um, used to these sound effects now. Yeah, we're doing the sound effects in Madcast. And then we got Larry Bundy. I was in one of his videos recently. He says, what did John think of his ultra-buffed persona in WWE All-Stars? Um... Did you? <laughs> Did you have Loved any it. input on that? Uh, WWE All Stars was one of my favorite wrestling video games because the characters were a little bit less lifelike and more cartoonish. Yeah, and everybody instead of just hitting a power bomb, I mean, you got first of all current superstars mixed with legends like uh, Hogan, Macho Man, Andre the Giant, and all those guys are doing corkscrew Zangief from Street Fighter type moves off the top rope and um, I always like that with video games yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit it's more it's larger than life which is what I think wrestling should be right also um, in the uh, celebrity or the uh, the current and um, past dream battle in that THQ All-Stars game it was a uh, me versus Macho Man Randy Savage and they released a two-pack with me and Macho Man, and it's my, my favorite uh, wrestling action figure that's ever come out. Oh, really? That's amazing. Well, we have, this is a this is a big, uh, a big, big treat I want to mention, but later in the show, we have, we do have the Macho Man calling in to leave a voicemail posthumously. Ooh. Posthumously, wow. yeah. Wow, but, uh, okay, um, good, good. Looking forward to that. Brock Baker asks, what's it like working with Jonathan Lipnicki? Uh, so <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Jonathan Lipnicki was the kid from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Like Mike. Um, yeah. So, uh, Brock, um, the very first day I worked with Jonathan Lipnicki on set, it was uh, the first scene up after I, I just met him on the day. I had to carry him up a hill, hit him with an airplane spin, and then an, an FU, if, uh, <laughs> if you know what that is, Tommy Dreamer's move, the Death Valley driver that Cena does now, onto the dirt. Zero complaints. Super nice guy. Super uh, good sense of humor about everything. And one more uh, funny anecdote about uh, Jonathan. Um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he is a brown belt in jujitsu. No, which is which is actually a, a pretty difficult uh, belt to earn. Um, a buddy of mine is a Golden Gloves uh, boxing champion and Muay Thai. Like I had had a couple of pro fights in Muay Thai, and he trains at uh, the same gym that Jonathan does. And he called me like randomly like one night, and all he said was, uh, "Dude." I just got tapped out by the kid from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. Jonathan Lipnicki will kick your ass. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that kid's buff now. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's training like a, like a like a beast. Yeah. He's, he's hitting. Did you do this to him? I'd like to take credit for it, but I don't think so. You know what, guys? If no one will take credit, I'll do it. It was yeah. my fault. Mad um, Ox. Yeah. Ronald Requeo asks who's your favorite wrestler of all time which wrestler would you fight with or against from any period of time and last thing please say hello to all your fans here in peru freaking south america there you go yo 
Peru. Ronald. Que pedo, amigos. Soy hey. el chingón, Cicimo. I think they Johnny speak, Mundo. I think they speak French in Peru. No. I, I've heard that. I think that's a bad rumor. I don't know. Oh, okay. um, if you're living in Peru or South America, I'm going to be in Chile on June 4th wrestling Alberto El Patron. Um, it's just a short drive from Peru, I believe. Maybe 20 hours. Oh, like hell that. yeah, yeah, dude. That's a, what's that, a day? <laughs> if you don't stop, yeah. do it. Do it, pussies. Um, all right. So, yeah, who's favorite, your favorite wrestler? Uh, favorite wrestler of all time? Johnny Nitro. Yeah, <laughs> right answer. <laughs> if I could wrestle any wrestler past or present, um, I would put uh, Johnny Mundo versus John Morrison just because yeah. it'd be fascinating. <laughs> And the true winner would be the fans. Fantastic, fantastic answer. I've had and that then, question before. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, and then we got uh, one last one. Uh, Abbas Blaze Wally says, have you ever considered wrestling in Japan? I would love to. Um, I'm currently the champion of a, a promotion called AAA in Mexico. It's the, it's the biggest promotion in Mexico. And um, for people who are fans of wrestling but not super familiar with uh, with the business of it, AAA is enemies with CMLL, which is the other main promotion in Mexico. CMLL is partners with New Japan, which is the biggest promotion in Japan. So because I'm a champion of AAA, I'm actually oh. the first uh, foreign triple champion of AAA. Yeah. So triple, triple. You um, made history. I've got all three of their championship belts right now, mm-hmm. and I'm not allowed to go to New Japan because of the alliances and the infrastructure oh, of this pro wrestling world. But uh, New Japan and Wrestle Kingdom is uh, on my bucket list of wrestling promotions and shows that I would like to do. Wow, fantastic. All right, you heard it here first, guys. Hey, I got I got a big announcement to make, guys. This week, the Super Podcast Champion Competition is finally going live. Aw, shit. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. Champion edition. <laughs> uh, we have two great new podcasts coming up against each other. The first one is a podcast from Philadelphia called Cuddle Pile, where two fat guys named Justin and Tony talk about movies and video games. And they're up against another podcast called Super Arrogant Brothers with Mitch and Dirk, who are friends with our very own Jesse P.S. from Pot Awful. That's a fact. Yeah, exciting stuff, guys. Finally happening, finally coming this week. Finally happening. Can yeah. you explain what happens with this podcast thing? Because like, are we you know have these guys in the same room? No, they're going to go up against each other. They're gonna have they're gonna be in the same block together. I think I'm going to create a separate feed just for this competition show, Ooh. so you can listen to both of them back to back. I'll put timestamp in case you want to skip from one to the other. I'll rotate them from week to week, and the fans vote on which podcast they like the best, and the best one who wins four times in a row has a shot at being a permanent show on this network. Oh, they yeah. have a shot. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. A shot. Well, you know, I don't want to, because, uh, you know. It, yeah, you don't want to promise them a spot on your network, and then what if smart. it turns out they suck after all? Right. Yeah, or you, the, you meet them in person, they have BO, or yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I, look, the bottom line is you like to work with people who you like to work with. Uh, you, you like to work with people who have good personalities, good attitudes, right. uh, good work ethic. A podcast worth listening to is a lot of work. It takes research. It takes preparation. I highly encourage editing. Something uh, I'm very familiar with, post-production. Post-production, uh, That yeah. takes a lot longer than anyone realizes. It absolutely does. I, I mean, Mikey and I put so many hours into making this podcast sound incredible. We really do master every track, uh, all the sound effects. We make sure that they work. Now we're doing video on the website as well. So it's a lot of work. And uh, yeah, you guys can see John Morrison on yeah. YouTube. I'm going to post this video, the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Mugging for the camera currently? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. you uh, all you John Morrison fans joining us for the first time, if you think what he does is badass in the ring, wait till you hear the podcast champion edition turbo coming to you soon, <laughs> right? It's well, coming soon. Well, look, we're just talking yeah. about <laughs> heavy, heavyweight champions yeah. in this show. But yeah, the podcast competition is finally happening. It took a little delay because I was finishing up my book, which is now done. Uh, Where can we get this book? It's uh, it's uh, it's gonna be in stores everywhere. It's on Amazon right now. You can order it Ooh, at okay. Amazon.com. Oh, it's shit. called Fuck Whales. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I was telling John before the show, it's uh, you know, fuck what whales, I, fuck poetry. What kind of whales are you talking about, fucking? Oh, you you name it, buddy. You name a whale. Any specific? Okay, this gotcha. guy will fuck any whale hole that exists. <laughs> He's not cool with whales. No, I love it. No, it's actually I have no uh, chill with it's whales. A, it's a term for very large men in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, is that a thing? Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. a bear. That's a bear. Yeah, it is. Uh, and he's and he's hairy. hairy. Harry Harry Bear. Bear. Maddox, can I get uh, the censored book for my mother? The, the, like the, the book censored? That, ooh, the censored yeah. copy would be nice. The censored copy. You know, the cover it. The cover is censored. It does have an asterisk on it. Yeah, but she's going to read it. Yeah. And that's not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think this is this may be the most perfect gift for mothers. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to really? say completely. Yeah, completely honestly. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we just blew it. I mean, Mother's Day just passed. Well, right? the book comes yeah. out in October. You get it then. You, you're already halfway to the next Mother's you Day. You can probably highlight some specific passages that you want your mom to read and there you go and then discuss yeah. later at dinner i mean there's there's uh, some of the chapters that fuck families fuck poetry yeah oh yeah fuck abstractions fuck the poetry ki- thing i don't know yeah no not we, a- we'll have to come back and debate that later okay we will we will debate it because i have some of my own specific thoughts about poetry okay i would love to you hear said them. fuck okay. abstractions fuck abstractions that itself is an abstraction nope <laughs> <laughs> it's a specific thought about abstractions why whales though maddox why whales what what is a whale done for you mikey nothing but i jack shit i want to know what it did to you i want to know yeah. what the whales did to you waste my fucking time how about that oh, they smell never they, they one. smell whales smell dude when Wh- did you smell a whale every time you go to the ocean the ocean fucking stinks because of whales oh mm, the biggest yeah those whales aren't but gonna watch themselves think about maddox. all the whales that have like been captured and made into a Coats and lantern yeah. light and stuff. It's With like the that. foundation of humanity, all those whales. Yes. <laughs> I wish. I would wear a whale. I would definitely. Would you? Yeah. I but mean, it would be someone... a really stinky jacket. Well, I mean, if it was like treated leather yeah, or something. Treat it. Ooh, yeah. Peter would not be happy. No. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, anyway, guys, that's enough. Wait, how do we get into this uh, to being a book plug for me? Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving I'm, on. Johnny Moon was all about plugging stuff. You know? <laughs> the Mayor of Slamtowns knows, knows how to play, plug some books and movies and things. Hey, speaking of plugs, though, I do want to have a special shout out to another show on our network called Game Fart because this last week Ooh. they did a manly video game episode and they paid homage to the best debate intro on their show. It's worth checking out. <laughs> I worth- hope Game Fart has a soundboard of farts. That- they do. Actually, oh, they do? So, okay, awesome. so Lord Matthew... Um, developed this the the soundboard. Lord that you're Matthew using now? is the guy from Game Fart. Yeah, Lord I, Matthew is the guy from Game. And Fart. I didn't even know that. That's right. He developed the soundboard that, that we're using right now. And I was telling John uh, right before the show started that again we can use the soundboard anywhere in the world from any phone, any device, and you can play sound effects right here in studio. You could be in Hong Kong, John. You could be in Hong Kong, and I could just be doing that. Yeah, from Hong Kong, right, right here in this room. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong, I Johnny Mundo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd need like I think you'd need a new moniker for a Hong Kong version of you. You think so? Yeah, Johnny Mundo. Mm. Johnny Mundo is the you know it's the, the lucha one. Johnny Mundo's the lucha one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Um, but I, Mayor of Slamtown is universal. You know what I mean? Oh, Mayor of Slamtown. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Shaman is sexy. El Chingo and Cicimo. Mayor of Slamtown. <laughs> Guru greatness. Hancho hotness. Ambassador of abdominals. I mean, a lot of that stuff just breaks down cultural barriers. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. John, John is the UN of wrestling. Uh, guys, I want to talk about the debate from last week. We debated who was the biggest douchebag in the universe, 
round two. And coming in at number four, Rucka, was Kevin Smith. I'm sorry. See, I told you. Yeah. Number four was Kevin Smith, dead last, followed by Miles Teller. That's right, Mikey. People thought Miles Taylor was a douche, but not as big of a douche as the number one pick, the biggest douchebag in the universe, was Gwyneth Paltrow. Hello. Yeah, that's right. That was my pick. I Gwyneth have to listen Paltrow. to this podcast. I... Oh, it was amazing, dude. We so, talked about how Gwyneth Paltrow is shoving jade eggs up her vagina to help restore feminine energy and your chi, and uh, also it can mm-hmm. give you toxic shock syndrome. Yeah. Number two was Congressman Rick Bratton. Our guest last week was Mark Andreco, who, John, you're familiar I, with. I know Andreco. Yeah. That's a very specific uh, congressman, uh, Bracken. Yeah, Rick Bratton. Rick, Rick Bratton. Yeah, this guy um, came out and said that uh, gay people were not humans. It's a very Andreco pick. Yeah, that is a, that is a very <laughs> Andreco pick. Yeah. yeah um, at least he's not Gwyneth Paltrow. No, it's true. Could no, be that's, worse. That's true, yeah. He's not shoving jade up anyone's vaginas. Um, I got some voicemail. Listen to this. And this one. Uh, this one's about your pick. Oh, Kevin Here Smith. we go. Well, Bring it on. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, Could you be in, in favor of you. Yeah, let's, let's. Okay. Hey, Maddox. This is Delana calling from Washington. You know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Rucka on this one. Hey. Kevin Ooh. Smith does seem like a huge douche. Everything about him, his slacker films, his sloppy wardrobe, Ooh. the disgusting way he talks about his wife on Twitter, it's just so... <laughs> arrogantly unimpressive. It's as if one of your Halloween costumes became a person and began making movies. It's funny (laughs) once, but at some point you just look like a lazy dickhead. Anyway, good call, Rucka. Peace. Peace. Wow. Who was that again? Uh, I think it was Dana was called. Uh, She. Good point, Dana, if you're listening. Delana? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Heard here first. John throws shade at Kevin Smith. Exclusive. All day. All day. I mean, so, and a so, lot of shade because he's gonna. He needs a lot of shade. He's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's not watching his carbs. Whew. Yeah. Well. So. So. Uh, so the, it was a little bit awkward uh, last week too because Mark Andreco happens to be friends with Kevin Smith. So oh, okay. that was. But I think that that uh, that caller had basically the arguments you wanted to make, Rekka, Right. Like no. that. He's kind of. You didn't want to make any Wait, of those what, points. What, what was what was what were you gonna say just now? Basically, the points that she made, which is that, that he's what? sloppy. He talks about his his wife on Twitter. Yeah. Well, that, those about? kind of fall in the category of what I was saying, which is that he's just generally he like celebrates mediocrity and just aiming real low and like celebrating um, virginity and just general lack of uh personal development like just the opposite of john morrison like look at those <laughs> fucking biceps are they called triceps what do you call those uh you got, you got biceps and triceps arm muscles would you we ever talk about that overhead lighting would you ever see kevin smith uh you know flexing no he just fucking wears some schlubby bullshit fucking same like stupid backwards hockey cap. jersey or look, something with a cap and- his cap is on forwards like a like a man he's he's got cool sunglasses on like this is a this is a fucking this is the american dream right and, here and i'm also sitting right here so he's yeah. got a all that stuff exactly <laughs> yeah. right he's sitting right here do you yeah. see kevin smith Where's coming yeah. on the show kevin smith's not here i mean no, he's not probably here. that's true marking out for his uh dialogue that he's writing in his next uh, fancy movie you know what he, one thing that i've noticed about him is um a lot of times people forget that entertainment is supposed to be for other people and when they get carried away like uh maybe in some of his stuff tusk perhaps um seems like he was doing things just to pop himself because he likes to hear people say the words that he wrote on a piece a piece of paper and um i find that annoying 
I liked Tusk. I thought Tusk was a good movie. It was a sleeper hit. Now, here's the thing. Um, you're, so, I guess, essentially, the argument is uh, Kevin Smith, Shape, shape Up, uh, you know, be... be the be ending more... of Tusk. No, no. Nah, I can't just let that go. The ending of Tusk was a huge letdown. The, the movie was interesting, yes. Um, Justin Long, good job. The walrus thing, great. But the only interesting part was, like, uh, they had that, like, uh, I'm the walrus, right? Coming yeah. in the middle of the thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and the ending of the movie, it was. I thought you hated abstractions. There's, yeah. there's nothing as yeah. abstract as that weird ending of Tusk. What was the end? I don't remember the ending. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It was just like a, was, the, a weird walrus. Is that a Kevin pool. Smith movie? I never even heard of I, Yeah. I, maybe I just know his 90s shit. I, I just know every one of his movies has like some, uh, some you know, uh, fucking late 20s dude fucking living in his parents' attic. Playing, uh, right, what you know. playing Nintendo in bed and and, yeah. and 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 putting on a pound a month till he's dead. Wow, what a slacker, You're Kevin right, Smith. What, you know. what has he done? Only like twenty movies. What an idiot. Who's he? Uh, here's here's, <laughs> here's another caller. Uh, listen to this guy. What's up, Maddox? It's uh, Dan calling. So I was just listening to your podcast with the pineapples, and uh, you were, you were talking about the astronaut who. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Great call. Um, here's another caller. I think this one disagrees with Rucka. Listen to this oh, guy. God. You know what, Rucka? Every time I listen to this podcast, dude, you're so close to making a point, <laughs> but then you just suck ass at explaining it. Okay? <laughs> Every single time, dude. You're, you're right there. I count on you to fuck Maddox up, and then you never do because you start making your point, and then the shit just falls apart. <laughs> and then you guys have this Jesse P.S. bullshit guy coming on, he starts telling all these stupid stories about Bill Nye and shit. The first one was funny, the second one was okay, and the third one was bullshit. You should have stopped him then, but you didn't. It fucking pisses me off. <laughs> that guy's so oh, pissed off wow. by a comedy podcast. He, he's very, uh, he has control issues. He really yeah. wants to control the podcast that he's, he's listening to. He's also angry, but pretty, uh, pretty well thought out and articulate for yeah. an angry dude, right? I thought he was going to tell me like how I was about to make a point, like what I should have said. Or no, something. No. no, he's just like, no. just generally sh- there's telling cons- me I'm yeah. doing it wrong. Right. He's flinging poo. There's constructive yeah. criticism, and then there's criticism. That was yeah. criticism. Yeah, idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, and also, here's some criticism. Yeah. That's right. right. That, that caller was a douchebag of the yeah. week. What a douche. Um, here's a caller. It's actually a guest we had on the show a couple weeks ago, Mike Ooh, really? Gams. That's right. And we talked oh, about. Oh, Mike Gams. Uh, yeah, you know Mike Gams. Yeah, I know Mike Gams. Yeah. All right, sweet. Good dude, yeah. Uh, Mike Gams actually just went to the UN recently, and a couple of weeks ago, actually about a month or two ago, we had a caller call in with a conspiracy theory about oil companies and pipelines and, and stuff like that. Now, here's Mike Gams. He talked to an oil company whistleblower who found out something interesting about the pipes and oil spills over land. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. It's Mike Gams, your favorite, uh, pothead, paranoid pipeline protester. <laughs> uh, so I heard you guys talking about uh, oil spills and pipelines. So after I was on the show last, I headed across the country to the United Nations in New York City uh, to talk about a lot of these exact things. And I met with this guy named John Bolenbaugh, who is a big oil whistleblower. And he told me that when these pipelines have like a small leak, like up to like 1%, the pipeline company has to pay for that. So any maintenance or like checking of the pipeline they have to pay for out of their own money, right? To these repairs and stuff like that. But if there's a big disaster, there's a giant spill and the pipeline bursts and there's oil everywhere, their insurance pays for that. And then they hire that same oil company to clean up their own mess. They don't check them or test them enough because 
they have to pay for that. But if it bursts, then insurance covers it, and then they get paid to clean up their own mess. So when there's a spill, they make money. So that's all I wanted to say. Uh, oh, and punch a Nazi. <laughs> wow. If you want to sum up uh, Mike Gam's opposition to any company or any person whatsoever, just jump right to the end. They make money. No, Rucka, but you're not addressing what he says there. So essentially what he's saying... He found some... That's a well-thought-out, interesting, uh, interesting little yeah. snippet. I, didn't, it's, it's, I didn't, it, wasn't aware of that. It was it's very interesting. interesting. I agree. It was fantastic. I mean, but, but <laughs> if, that's, if that's the case, if it's true that if there are small leaks that they let him become bigger leaks because if there's an oil spill, the insurance company covers it, and then the insurance company's going to hire someone to clean it up, and there's no one more qualified than the oil company that has the spill. So then they make money. They have an incentive to let small yeah. spills turn into big spills. Now, hmm. now the argument could be made. Here's, you know, on this show, John, we like to debate both sides of the issue. Here's the counter-argument I can think to that, which is that these companies get fined as well for big oil spills. The government sometimes holds them accountable. So I don't know if the amount of money that they would make from cleaning up the spill and recouping insurance would cover the fines that the government levies against them. That would be an interesting question. I and think. Uh, just the tiny little forgettable fact doesn't really matter that much. How about the fact that this company's sole purpose is to deliver oil into the gas tank of your car. And if they don't bring that oil, some other mega company will put oil in your car like why is everybody so fucking insane like is everybody like what, what am i uh, charlton heston on this fucking planet of monkeys is that what is that what's <laughs> happening right now like i need to explain to everybody what an oil company does i don't know what happened with that oil leak i don't fucking know yeah maybe there there it was a fucking scam but just the fact that everyone that these guys are always jumping to the worst possible conclusion like oh yeah that clearly they just fucked themselves right in the asshole so they can collect insurance yeah let, let let's let's fucking start a company drill oil out of the ground uh, uh invest a shit ton of our money and 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 raise money to fucking invest to 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 bring it across the fucking continent just so we could fucking puncture it ourselves and and short term make a little bit extra money it's just i don't know you know what fucking like why am I still talking? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, these these good, hardworking men and women at the oil yeah. companies. Their yeah. their sole yeah. purpose in Fuck life them, is just right? their sole purpose is Fuck just to them, yeah. drill the earth and yeah. all that oil on right. the backs to yeah. to put it into our mm. car engines. As you, know, you fucking these, these nice oh these nice hardworking Americans, Americans, your whole yeah. fucking yeah. existence oh, is oh, thanks oh, to these guys. Yeah, let me they fucking provided you with your fucking existence. You couldn't be doing this podcast without them. Yes, I fucking could. I didn't. I didn't fucking put any oil into anything that you yes, guys are even using today. Oh my god! Fuck you. Everyone here drove here. Your fucking oh, electricity. Your fucking. I drove fucking... here in a hybrid. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you charge <laughs> your hybrid car? Where? Who fucking right. built your hybrid Solar car? Panels. Everything came from fucking fossil fuels. Right this whole fucking society <laughs> is is run by fucking fossil fuel oh, shit, yeah. and all we I, do I, I is sit here and shit debate. on them. The main thing I, I took away from that is they're incentivized to make little problems become big problems. Yeah. But you're right. There's there's more the, the to it. There's, only, there's PR too, and probably oh contracts. The and, only the only reason these oil companies exist is to make money. That's all, Rucka. They don't give a fuck about oil. They don't give a fuck about anything. It could be oil. It could be cheese. It could be whatever the fuck puke that they pull out of the ground. If there's a market for it, they want to make money. And I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that these same people whose sole motive is to make money would want to make more money by letting a small problem become a big problem. Oh, wow. It's such a fucking yeah, experience. It's, it's possible that somebody is so short-sighted.
misguided and stupid that they would fuck over their own company to make short-term profit instead of actually delivering the oil that they set out to deliver in the first place. However, however, uh, certain elements of our society, a.k.a. our last caller, <laughs> their entire sole purpose is to shit on the profit motive itself, is to dismantle capitalism and its root, which is the fact that they hate fucking private interests, they hate companies, they hate the very fuel that they use to voice their opinions, and they, they, they their only entire goal is to assume the worst about this the entire industry what in, in its first place, and to get the UN and Obama and and Trump and all these people <laughs> to fucking regulate it out of existence. Yeah. So we're all that, living in a is. fucking I will tent. say another yeah. example of their incentive to uh, make money is don't uh, a lot of these oil companies buy the patents on solar technology yes. and alternative like fuel methods? Yes. Which is uh, they just buy them and sit on them yeah, and prevent happens. a lot of that stuff from being developed. That happens. And then, and then once we run out of oil, then they'll start using those patents to sell us more alternative. Like these people exist yeah. to make money. Period, and that's it. Oh my God! And look, maybe, maybe look, you you cannot you cannot dismiss the possibility. It's possible that it's their motive. You their why, why do we motive. assume that that's what's going on? Because it's always they some, are. They are. We're always getting fucked by the same oil companies that we choose to voluntarily patronize every fucking day. We don't because it's a monopoly. What happened to BP after their fucking disaster? What are they monopoly? Gone? Are they gone? There's not. There's more than one oil company out there. Uh, yeah. Oh, and sorry, by the way, two. there would be a lot more oil company. <laughs> what? There's two or three. That's it. Okay. It's like the same fucking Do you companies. know what a monopoly means? It means one. Okay. Uh, it, no, it doesn't. Not necessarily. Because no? it, I'll give you an example of a, of a monopoly that's happening right now in Southern California. Yeah. AT&T and Verizon. They have certain areas in, in Southern California that are AT&T or Verizon only, and they don't cross into each other's boundaries because they know that they both stand to lose money if they compete with each other. So they, they kind of like hush-hush, wink-wink, nod-nod. Okay, you got this area. We got this area. And sometimes the border is right down the middle of the street. My neighbor has AT&T. I have to get Verizon. And guess what? They both charge too much. And, and it's surprisingly, just by coincidence, about the same price that they're both charging. They're both charging the same amount. Hmm. No collusion there, right, shitheads? I Fuck agree. And I would, add, I would add to that that if you really want to see more companies rise up to that level, if you want to see more competition, if you want to see your little precious small mom and pop business actually grow to get to be another big company you would advocate for deregulating you would advocate for lower taxes <laughs> instead of higher ones and you would generally promote the free market system but you do the opposite you want to see more government controlling our lives so quit talking like you care so much about yeah. competition and a bunch of bullshit okay that's not true okay. that's a huge straw man you and mike right. gams need to move into your fucking tent <laughs> and leave the fucking hey modern guys, was, civilization was jesse to camp me. here last week or the other week with mike gams no but we will have jesse camp on the show jesse camp as you guys recall was the mtv vj from a long time ago oh, he won yeah. the first ever yeah. uh, vj contest right vj and, jesse yeah and he's a friend of ours and uh, mike gams introduced me to him and yeah, he's a fantastic shit. dude you know him oh is he coming a, in here he will be yeah. i have a crazy oh, jesse story you. um Let's, yeah the, way, the, the brief way of how we met was um i was after i changed my major from geology to film i, I wrote directed produced and edited a movie at, uh, at uc davis and um put out a breakdown and uh 
VJ Jesse's agent, or at least I thought he was his agent, responded to me. And I went uh, I went down to LA. I called this guy and I was like, yeah, we're going to send our casting associate down there and put Jesse on tape. Then that afternoon, I got in my car and drove down there. I showed up, said I was the casting associate. We put <laughs> and um, put Jesse on tape and I'm um, just masqueraded like I was the casting guy and I was going to get back to the producer. It ended up working out and uh, Jesse flew out to uh, Davis for three weeks to do a movie called Point and Shoot with me and a lot of my uh, my friends from college. And uh, the experience was amazing. Jesse was amazing. Super, yeah. super baller. We're hanging out. The movie, unfortunately, is terrible for uh, for so many reasons. But it's uh, so bad that you can't even see it or watch it. The audio is bad. The lighting, everything. But um, the experience was amazing. That's and, um, a cool story, man. Now, uh, now me and Jesse have this uh, this this crazy bond. And over yeah. the course of that shoot, there was uh, stories for another time. Like we got a gun pulled on us one time <laughs> in East Davis where it got dangerous, and then we Holy decided shit, to finish dude. shooting the scene. Anyway, but that's yeah. uh, that's for another podcast. Interesting. Well, when we have Jesse on, maybe we can have you call in. Oh yeah, that'd be stop. great. Give yeah, me a heads that'd up. That'd be fantastic. All right, I got a couple more calls. Here's one. So a couple episodes ago, this was really fascinating. We had a debate about the gender, non-binary, or binary issue, whether or not gender is on a spectrum. And I didn't really get to delve into this and talk about how fascinating the voting was on the show. So, John, on the show, sometimes we have voting before and after listening to the debate okay. to see whether or not people's opinions have changed, whether or not the arguments presented were persuasive. And here's a caller about that. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. Just want to say I love you and your show. But that Rekka guy, he's a total fucking asshole. <laughs> there are plenty of people on this planet who reject the concept of binary gender roles. They call themselves non-binary, and they aren't just doing it to be special fucking snowflakes, okay? I'm one of those people, and I don't give a fuck what you call me. As long as you're not calling me a raving Democrat. What kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> when I say I'm non-binary, I'm not trying to say I don't have a cunt. What I'm saying is I don't want to be defined by it. Why is that so hard to understand? Wow, it is a uh, shit there on Rucka Day today. No, it's wow. uh, you had the you had the caller who uh, who supported you in the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, if if there is a non-binary person out there that does not have a special re- request for uh, how they'd like to be addressed, any any special pronoun or something like that, then you know, there you have it. I was just making the point that it's not the same. As a sexual preference. No, I think she took issue with the fact that you would characterize them all as Democrats. Okay, I'm guessing she's a big uh, fucking George W. Bush fan. She's a big uh, yeah. yeah Trump big and Trump supporter. supporter. Yeah, I, sure. but here's what I really wanted. <laughs> here's what I really wanted to bring up from that uh, from that episode is the vote because this was really fascinating. John, before listening to the debate, 82 percent said no that gender was not on a spectrum, and then after listening to the debate, 55 percent said. Yes. Wow. Wow. That is, yeah. That is, I think, one of the most persuasive shows, persuasive arguments we've ever had on the show. Show is officially an agent of change. Yeah, and and that that was that even caught me by surprise because I just assumed this audience, being what it is, would have voted no on both sides because it's very contentious right now. Uh, there's a big debate going on whether or not gender is on a spectrum, and a lot of people you know, feel uncomfortable with the notion because it's something that we were all familiar with. It's something we've been born with. We just have always known. Okay, yeah, there's a mom and a dad and there's a male and a female. It's just always how things have been. Except when you have these cases that don't quite fit neatly into this paradigm of uh yes or no, male or female. Well it's such a personal choice and decision and like anytime you're trying to categorize and make an objective way to categorize people for sure that would seem insulting to somebody. Well, so one of the examples that I brought up on the show uh, came from an interview. They, they, fa- they found this kid, I think, in Cuba who was born 
as uh, I think I think a female essentially because because the kid didn't have male genitalia and it wasn't until the kid turned 11 years old and then started to getting a surge of testosterone that his penis grew uh, and his penis kind of like came into being whereas the kid was always kind of uh, uh, androgynous his whole life and this uncle said uh, that the kid acted like a boy but never had the genitalia for it until finally it came to be clearly you can make the case that during that transitional period you know there is definitely a spectrum of, of uh, how female or male that you are yeah uh, so that I think uh, examples like that kind of persuaded people yeah always uh, getting extremely extremely angry is always a good sign of uh of your intellectual position, by the way. Um, if you have a dog or a cat, going back to our earlier conversation, dogs and cats immediately know what gen... I call it gender. I don't mean the social construct. Obviously, everything's a social construct. We're just fucking... We're piles of fucking atoms. It's a, uh, your, your sex, your, your biological gender, a dog and a cat immediately knows what it is. A cat, a male cat needs a man to uh to to hold him and wrestle with him a little bit like they respond differently to men and women you you can't just blame it all on society and say that the whole thing is is made up i don't yeah. know i feel like the i've had a dog before that preferred the company of other male dogs yeah 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 i'm saying gender like dogs and cats they sense it they know gender immediately instinctively is what i'm saying like i don't think they were influenced by society to feel that way no stuff because prob- you can't ask uh, any dogs unless it's that talking dog from that wrestling movie yeah it's yeah. hard to tell i mean there are animals that do show homosexual tendencies look, this is all great stuff look i'm by the way when did i turn into the fucking anti-fucking uh tra- like i'm i'm the fucking i'm 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 the live and let live guy like i i like people with all types of identity issues i don't fucking have a problem with anybody all right i I was just making some point that like i'm there that there's a lot going on there and um i don't even remember what else i was gonna say so yeah well you nailed it uh, (laughs) uh well here's another caller this is a regular uh we have a caller called weird matthew mcconaughey and i think you'll know why when you hear his voice listen to this sweet this is just um an interesting question that he has listen to this you know what's crazy? For a bride to go to six different places to find wedding stamps. As in stamps that have like a wedding cake on them or wedding themed in some way. Just send out the invitations. Just send out the invitations with a fucking any old stamp. Hell man. Just fucking print that shit on there. It doesn't even matter. I missed yeah, what, no, what he's talking about. Did I, did I miss something or no? No, that's just a, okay. an average that call case, from uh, Weird Matthew McConaughey. Weird Matthew. He just nice. uh, had a thought about wedding stamps. Thank okay. you, Weird Matthew. Uh, he's like the but, Kevin Smith of voicemails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that, Rucka? <laughs> yeah, that was it's accurate. Okay, uh, coming up at the end of the show, we've got some headlines as always, but... Joining me again this week is my first hand-on-staff moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear yeah. his buzzer. And John Morrison, let's hear yours. And we've got Swagmaster Mikey Bolts. Let's hear Mike. There it is. There's Mikey's. So if you guys hear any of these buzzers during the debate, that means that these fine gentlemen have disagreed with something I have said, or they're trying to buzz in and make a correction, or just call me out on some bullshit. But uh, be warned, it's never happened on the show. (laughs) Wrong. No. John. Wrong. So... On to the debate this week. John's new movie, Boone, is an action movie, and it will join the pantheon of all other action movies, including some of the best of all time. There's Indiana Jones, Mad Max, Die Hard, James Bond, and perhaps the greatest action movie of all time. It's a genre-bending movie that some would consider horror action, 
a movie called Ooga Booga. That's right. It's a really good horror action movie. Oh, damn it. I've never even seen it. Oh, I'm, you got to. Um, it stars, uh, who is it? Uh, Stacey Keach, uh, Ka- Karen Black, and... Um, oh, oh, that, I, it when stars me Ooga as well. When did come out? Are you in it? Yeah, I'm in it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a fantastic... When, did, when yeah. did it come out? I love Stacey Keach. Came out uh, two, And, of course, Maddox. Ago. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Stacey Keach, um, he, he wasn't able to get his own dressing room. Uh, so he bummed mine when mm. I was uh, when I was in, in mine. Did Siri, the porn you can't star, say no to Stacey. Did she yeah, did she get Siri. her own uh, room? No, no one did except for me. So everybody had to wait in line until I was done and uh, using the space. Yeah, I would take a dump. I had a similar experience with Danny it. Trejo on set. Oh, did you? Really? <laughs> you worked with Danny Trejo, right? Yeah, and nobody had a room except him. Oh, really? That was the only thing he had. This is the only thing in his rider. He said he wanted a room with air conditioning. And um, other than that, he'd just be fine with everything. And um, actually, since that movie, I was like, you know what? I think that's what I want now. If I'm going to do a low-budget movie, like, if I have a room with air conditioning, I can be pretty happy as long as I just have that comfortable place to chill if I need to get away. Yeah, yeah it makes a world of difference on yeah. set, when you're, especially you're, when, when you're there for three, four hours in between shots, you got to ha- you got to chill. But you didn't, he didn't even uh, allow you into his room then, huh? Oh, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah, he did. He uh, the he did like the second half of the day because the first half of the day he did a scene and then went in there and, and took a long nap. And then um, he came out and he was super nice to everyone and um, was telling stories about uh, being locked up and working with Rodriguez and then he invited wow. everyone back into his room. I imagine you and Danny Trejo sitting across the room from each other, both in like a lazy boy with air conditioner running and he's staring at you and you're staring at him, not saying a word. <laughs> I, for, actually, that legitimately happened, but it was, uh, we did a, like a, a release party for this, that movie it was called uh, 20 Feet Under or something yeah. below hell. And um I went to the party and um, saw Danny. This is probably like the sixth time that I'd, I'd met him. And um, he introduced himself to me again and said, nice to meet you. <laughs> and um, the two of us ended up sitting in this VIP like a uh, bench, like at the very back of the party. And um, we talked about wrestling. He's friends with Diamond Dallas Page. So am I. And then um, for like, like 30 seconds to a minute, that happened. And then he just ordered a huge plate of desserts and um, huh. told me he was, he was high as fuck. <laughs> and um, sat there for like an hour and like I mean like it was a platter there was like little pieces of cheesecake brownies fruit cups tarts wow and he just went to town on these desserts for like an hour and sat there huh? kind of like quietly and he was just and he was really high oh okay yeah. and um, sat there like quietly and like there's music playing real loud so you couldn't really say anything and I just kind of sat there opposite him for, for a really long time and like was just like huh this is strangely awesome and awkward at the same time yeah like, can't, can't talk to the it guy to the music surreal. and he's just going to town on these desserts and uh then he got up and took off huh that's a good trejo story yeah. so we should talk about the debate this week which is who is the greatest action movie star of all time present company excluded present company excluded of course we can't throw ourselves in the ring because i think <laughs> that uh, everyone would agree it's me from ooga booga which yeah, is uh, pretty much yeah John great Manning. action movie no. yep mikey Bo- no mikey that, that was siri Siri, uh, the porn star. Siri, the porn star. Uh, she did have some action. In I, movie. I've got to see Ooga Booga. I feel like I'm out of the loop. Oh, dude, you got to see this. You got to see. Okay, oh, must it's see. Killer. Yeah, it's killer. It was robbed of the uh, really Academy was snubbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, snubbed. Ooh. Snubbed. I'm hoping mm-hmm. this is going to be Boone's year. You know, it's uh, available now for your consideration. That's right. The Academy Award does listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, do they? Yeah, I figured they. That's b- part of the reason I came on. They love debates. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of debates, though, John, who is your pick for the best action movie star of all time? The greatest action movie star of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Jackie Chan. Ooh, Jackie Aww, Chan. Shit. Wow, that's a solid contender. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, John, before the show, he was he was down to my final. Ooh. One of my finals. 
Now, why why Jackie Chan? Why do you think that he deserves the mantle? Man, uh, first of all, if you just look at his his body of work, the sheer number of uh, action movies that he's done, it's uh, in the hundreds. Um, he's done his own stunts since day one. The style of action, I mean, this is... When anytime you're talking about best, it's a little bit subjective. I uh, he happens to be my favorite action movie star. I really enjoy his movies. The style of action that he does is um, shot wider than um, almost any other, uh, certainly like Western action movie stars, but any other even uh, Eastern movie stars. So you can see what's happening over the course of his action, and also um, he's got a. a self-deprecating reluctant hero type of persona that i really identify with and i think is very relatable to everybody watching he's a he's laying down violent action comedy and that combination is not easy but necessary to uh, to sell the action violent action comedy interesting blend there now here's the thing though aren't most jackie chan movies cookie cutter aren't they all pretty much the same movie he does uh, rely heavy on the revenge film uh, formula, so to speak, uh, and uh, evil master or some sort of MacGuffin is stolen and he has to get it back and there's yeah. oftentimes a love interest. But I, I think that he's got enough variety in his films. I mean, if you look at uh, from Police Story to Drunken Master yeah. to Rumble in the Bronx, there's a, there's enough difference in a his uh, the stories, his fighting style, and um, the uh, the type of action that you're seeing. That um, yeah, he's he's done hundreds of movies. It's hard to avoid the formula if you've done hundreds of action movies. But he's got enough different uh, types of movies in there that I, I think you couldn't call him cookie cutter. Yeah. Well, I can, and I just did. That's right. Point me. Good job, Maddox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sound effects. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's interesting, John. Um, you know, he does, he has a large body of work. No one can deny that. Maybe protein cookie cutter, but not cookie cutter. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> um, I saw an interview with Jackie Chan a long time ago where he talked on a late night show about how the first, I think the first American movie he ever appeared in was Cannonball Run, I believe, or Cannonball I, Run 2. I think that is correct, yeah. Yeah, and the American directors just do not get martial arts. So right. he was, the director of the movie was uh, giving Jackie Chan these scenes where he wanted him to do jump kicks and high kicks and things like that on a beach. And Jackie Chan was trying to explain to him the physics of having to jump from sand, beach sand, to, you know, get some height and do a jump kick. And the director said, I don't care. And Jackie Chan was like, well, can we just put a mat down on the ground that's the same color as the sand? At least give me a platform to jump off of? And he said no, and wouldn't work with him at all. So it was a long time. It took a long time Hmm. for Jackie Chan to finally break into the American film market with the martial arts that he does. And um, I... Couldn't agree more, which is why I think a lot of my favorite Jackie Chan movies are um, his his stuff that was uh, was made in Hong Kong. I mean, Drunken yeah. Master Two, I think, is uh, probably the best example of what makes Jackie Jackie. Like the movement that he pulls off in Drunken Master Two, combined with doing his own stunts and the the beat count of the fights that he's doing, combined with he's taking his own reactions and falls. He's he's getting beat up and the amount of energy he puts into those fight scenes are what I think makes them worth watching. He's not just doing a jump kick like you might do in an American action movie. He's doing like 50 jump kicks and taking reactions and, and doing real fights with, uh, I mean, real fights as far as um, he's doing all of his own stuff and taking his own reactions with a million different kinds of props. Yeah, I do like to see when the action, when the uh, stunts go wrong, because they keep those at the in the movie. They keep them in the end of the movie. Oh yeah, and that we uh, I I did that with uh, with Boone in a kind of uh, as an ode to Jackie Chan, and um, he uh, 
his outtake reel, all the stunts that went wrong, you get to see part of his process. I think he was the first person that really like did that and it became part of his brand. And I really think that's cool. Yeah. So were there any accidents on set during Boone? Oh, tons, you, man. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like all kinds. Like uh, there, when you, anytime you push yourself to the, to the line, like of what you're capable of, yeah. you, uh, you botch, you wreck. And um, there's a, in the outtakes after the movie, you can see there's there's uh, several times where one like I tried to do like a dive roll through a small hole on a tire rack, and uh-huh. I I tried that three times and knocked the tire rack over like every time, Oof. and the tire racks hit me in the head. Um, I fall on a like, triple Kong a bunch of times, and then there's stuff that isn't even we didn't even get on camera. Like I fractured my patella trying to do that cork oh punch, gosh. and um, you see the cork punch in the movie in the in the compound, but you don't see the uh, the fracture because it was off camera. Oh, man. Um, um, almost uh, sprained my wrist a bunch of times, ankle, doing side flips, and just that's what happens when you push yourself to the limit. And that's why Jackie Chan in all of his outtakes is uh, he's always getting banged up. Yeah, speaking of banged up, uh, when you said you sprained your wrist, me, Mikey, and Rucka all kind of looked at each other for a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> Rucka knows about sprained wrists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Which wrist? Why not both? Mm. Yeah. He's, when, uh, uh, he's ambidextrous. When mm. uh, the, the first time I knew I was, I was ever really injured was um, I hurt my, my neck in pro wrestling and had nerve damage, and um, I couldn't use my, my right hand. And, oh, my um, gosh. How long having, did that last? I had to have surgery and like, take a piece of the vertebrate taken out, and it, it slowly came back. Holy but there shit, was man. the time when you, you're in the hotel room at night, and um, you can't use your right hand, and you're like, oh, this is real. Mm-hmm. I am injured officially because... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna to have to learn to use my left hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's work, guys, and yeah. we suffer. We pay for our art. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to have a stranger. Yeah, that's right. Think about it. Uh, okay, John, good, good pick. All right, Jackie Chan, masturbation. But here's uh, here's mine. All right, I got I got the real, the real <laughs> biggest action star of all time. Okay, all right? who do you got? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that's right. Boom, Sylvester Stallone. I did it. Big fan of his. Yeah. Yeah. He's, good pick. He's he's the best. He's incredible. All right. He's and almost as good as Jackie. I'll give you he's, that. He's uh, he's much better than Jackie. And here are <laughs> here are some of the movies that he's been in. My all time personal favorite action series. Okay. Rambo. I love Rambo. You like Rambo more than Rocky? Oh yeah, Rambo more than Rocky. First of all, the first Rocky movie is just garbage. Um, cut it up and throw it in. The oh man! <laughs> I know. I just come said, on. No I know. way. Uh, Look at him. He's just. It's just hella boring, dude. You've just seen he's it. Just, Talking, yeah. talking for the reason of talking. Absolutely not. I mean, the, the first Rocky movie, I would say, is more of a drama than an action movie. Yeah, but, it's um, all about it's all about this beta loser. Speaking of, he's basically Kevin Smith in the uh, in the movie. Yeah. In, according to uh, your uh, definition of I'm, Kevin Smith, I'm sure he gets that uh, comparison all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so Stallone and Kevin Stallone. Smith is directing his own stuff. Mm-hmm. He's he, the entire the entire. You're not first... helping your argument. You're just you're just shitting on Rocky. Oh yeah. Well, but, um, I, I but didn't have Rocky continue. as a good series. No, no, no continue. <laughs> Pick your battles. Yes. But here's the thing. So the first Rocky movie, right? The first, I don't, I don't know, like uh, two, three hours of the movie is him trying to pick up this chick, you know, this like average. The first two to three hours of the movie. Oh, man. It fucking, <laughs> it feels like hours have passed. I know what you mean. It, it feels like there's a lot of time sometimes and a half hour takes like, feels like three hours have gone by. Hey, yo, can I have your number? Hey, yo, and then, the and then this girl is not giving him, yeah, he's at a pet store for some reason. Then he goes over to her house. They don't bang. And then he goes over to her house again. They don't bang. And then he needs to learn how to box or something. And that doesn't happen until like way later in the movie. And I'm like, what the fuck is this movie about? He, he owes people money. He sometimes um, goes to boxing. Sometimes he doesn't. Get them to the action. That's what I want to say. So the first Rocky movie, Garbage. That's the but way the I rest, feel about Sylvester Stallone. 
The rest, yeah, I just shit <laughs> well, all over Sylvester. Well, well put. Uh, but, but the rest of the Rocky series is amazing. I'm, right, a, so, I'm a fan of that movie. All of them, actually. I'm a fan of the Rocky movies. Okay, that's great. So your greatest action hero is Ro- is Sylvester Stallone, and you you your opening argument is that his most memorable movie sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. pretty you know, much. That's that, now that's the strength of my choice, Rucka. Mm-hmm. I can shit on one of his most famous movies, and he still easily takes we, his competition. Uh, we watched Rambo. You made us watch it the other day. Let you. A group I let of you. us. You let us. You were like, oh, Rambo. I remember like Rambo from like early childhood. Like I remember just seeing like snippets of images of him like off in like the Middle East or some foreign country yeah. like shooting bad guys or whatever. Like that was it looked like a cool movie. Then we watched this fucking movie here that it starts off with him going to visit his friend from Vietnam. Which uh, was Rambo? Rambo First Blood. Rambo. Oh, first Blood, okay. Rambo itself. The first uh, then classic. Like over like the, Maybe the, cookie cutter, the but cops classic. in this town treat him like a, like a black man in Mississippi in the old days. Like they just for no reason they just start beating him and throw him in jail. A drifter. Because they, they hate like Vietnam vets he's yeah. a loner a rebel yeah he's a rebel he's the omega mm-hmm. he's walking through town he just wants a sandwich and a yeah. place to sleep he doesn't even need his place to, he's got his sleeping bag and then this this fucking hard hard ass cop this hot shit cop you know in dirt water I've, I've seen the movie yeah and i i i, I like all the rambo movies but i'm mm-hmm. just gonna start shitting on him now for uh for the sake of this debate well you can't <laughs> rambo rambo's the toughest action hero star of all time he would eat things that would make a billy goat puke this guy is made. It's, he's made out of wood. He's fucking badass. Eating eating stuff's like a reality show stuff. Yeah, that's, that's not like, like a fear factor. That's like not an action star thing. Yeah. yeah. So he'd win at fear factor. Good Pretty for cool. him. What does Jackie can, Chan eat? Normal eat food. Poop. No, he, he eats, eats human food. He eats uh, like uh, noodles and stuff. Yeah. He's got plenty of yeah. movies where he's trying to find food. Billy goats can eat noodles and they won't puke. And I guarantee you, Jackie Chan can has drunk more in movies than Sylvester Stallone. Well, yeah, that's because Sylvester Stallone is at the peak of his fighting condition at all times. In Rambo oh, man, First Blood so is, Part so 2. So is Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan is, is hammered in Drunken Master and he's still kicking ass. Uh, that's true, he is. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just the drunken style of, of fighting? Well, specifically in Drunken Master. Drunken Master, Drunken yeah. Master 2. Okay, well, Sylvester Stallone, you got Expendables. Okay. Okay. Judge Dredd. Uh, good one. The first one. Yep. The good one. Copland. That was another good one. I liked it. And then Demolition Man, which still holds up. It's a movie so iconic that it inspired Taco Bell, one of the largest fast food corporations in the world, to change their logo to match the one from the movie. And it's life imitating art, and it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. So in Demolition Man, mm. they said in the future, Taco Bell's logo would look like this. Guess what? It is the future. And Taco Bell's logo does look like that, based on a fucking Sylvester Stallone movie. Well, Boom. I mean, good for Demolition Man. I don't know if I'd give that to Sylvester Stallone. Yep. I mean, the movie was the trendsetter. Was it really the actor? It was, it was the actor. It's hard to say. We I mean, have... Wesley Snipes was in there, and so was Sandra Bullock. Don't it was an ensemble piece. about them. No, about them. I forgot never heard all about them. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone all the way. Uh, then you have Over the Top, one of the only blockbusters ever made about arm wrestling. And listen to this. Over I, the Top's not going to help your argument. Oh, yeah, I mean, well. <laughs> it's, it's an action movie about arm wrestling? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. Listen to the synopsis, okay. because this is the best synopsis. And I, and I love this movie. I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Yeah. This is the most incredible logline of any movie I've ever read. Listen to this. A truck driver yanks his snotty son out of military school and goes to Las Vegas to arm wrestle. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got to give it the the ding. That's pretty um, cool. It was it was a good movie, yeah. but um, specifically, like I would I would classify that as a drama. I mean, over the top is more of a drama than an action movie. Yeah, it's just like Rocky. I mean, Sylvester Stallone, talented guy, talented actor. But for comparing action movie stars, 
you got to say someone like the hundreds of movies that uh, Jackie Chan did when he first started, when he was just a kid, like coming out of the Chinese opera, um, blow over the top away in terms of what he accomplished with on-screen action. Well, so look, Jackie Chan is uh, an amazing actor and an accomplished martial artist. Uh, people respect him, but people also really respect Sylvester Stallone. Absolutely. Stallone I mean, if we're talking mentioned. directors, sure, Sylvester Stallone. If we're talking like dramatic acting pieces, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that Jackie's done that's not as uh, out there in the uh, Western audiences as uh, the stuff that uh, Sly's done. Meals on Wheels. He did that one where uh, Jackie was in it and everyone loved it. You know what I'm talking about? No, I've never seen Meals on Wheels. Uh, that was a different one. But the the one with Sam, I was... Uh, I didn't do as much research as you did, clearly. Prior to <laughs> me, Meals on Wheels? Prior to the beginning of this thing. Meals on Meals Wheels. Meals on Wheels is the legendary fight between Jackie Chan and uh, Benny the Jet, or Kudis. This um, was the name of the movie? Meals on Wheels is the name of the movie. The American release, at least. Yeah, there you go. Rucka. I mean, uh, you know, I'm no critic. Uh, <laughs> I'm no expert. Uh, far be it for me to ever step to Jackie Chan, but Meals on Wheels, like who, th- who thought that would be a good name for a movie? Uh, well, we're, we're talking about action movie stars. We're not talking about marketing right. or movie no, names. No, just yeah. a side note. He, uh, he risked his on life wheels. on a skateboard in that movie. Um, and the, the action he pulled off in Meals on Wheels, despite the uh, does, strange does he, does he deliver food in this on the skateboard? Sometimes, yeah. He'll do everything. <laughs> Meals on Wheels. No, I just want to understand. Actually, he, I'm intrigued uh, to watch it He delivers now. ass whoopings. Sounds better than Rambo. I'm let's, not going to lie. Tell you what, let's pull up Meals on Wheels uh, during the next break so we can watch some of these All skateboard right. stunts. Because he it. risked his life for Meals on Wheels. He's a true action hero. How many meals were on wheels, John? Um, I saw the movie a long time ago, okay. and I think he delivered more ass whippings than w- meals Love in the it. movie. I'm in. But, but I uh, promise you, the, uh, the fight scenes in Meals on Wheels put over the top to shame. I looked up Meals on Wheels, and it looks like the original name is Kwai Kan Chu. It is, uh, yeah, it is. Jackie Chan, uh, uh, Bai Yuan, Sammo Cambo Hung. Yeah, Sammo Hung. Sammo Hung, yeah. Sammo Hung, that's right. Um, and the synopsis says the owners of a mobile restaurant help a private eye locate a mysterious woman. Ooh, Ooh. I do like. Now, does I, that I like sound cookie things. cutter? No, I, mean, I don't think so. It's, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. It just, it just sounds like some uh, like like some uh, like Paul Blart mall cop or something. Like, hey, I got it for the next summer blockbuster. Uh, he's delivering food to people's houses, and what can go wrong? I mean, it, and you could say that, yeah. But the difference is. Paul Blart Mall Cops comedy. He's like, yeah, he's, it, he's Meals got his on moments. Wheels sounds like a shitty comedy. But uh, but Meals on Wheels, like is every yeah. every movie that Jackie's done is is held up by his outstanding action sequences. I mean, you can you can have your like shitty summer blockbuster. He's delivering uh, right. meals, yeah. but it relies on his uh, <laughs> yeah. his fighting and his, his action. Right. That, I was I was hung up on the best name. action star of all time. I was hung up on the name. Let's let let's let the debate convene. We give both these guys. Yeah. Look, the same amount of money, two million bucks, five million bucks or a hundred million bucks and um, and see which movie we like better. I bet you, though, the uh, the less the smaller the budget, the more Jackie Chan would excel and the bigger the budget, the more uh, Sylvester Stallone would excel because he relies more on explosions and special effects. And Jackie is is doing everything himself. Yeah, but uh, Jackie Chan also can do more because he films most of his movies in China where it's a lot cheaper to make those movies. Uh, why do I sound like uh, I sound like L.A. Werewolf guy? He does all his <laughs> movies in China, and uh, well, don't change like the subject. Why yeah. does making a movie in China allow somebody to do more stunts? Bullshit. Because it's cheaper. You can make cheaper 
movies no, in China. It's, like, it's also cheaper it's, labor. It's, it's just deregulated. There's there's less safe there's less safety checks. So oh you can do gosh. riskier what, stuff. Why but, don't you guys get married already? You and Rucka. Here's the thing. In China, it, the government subsidizes. Maybe <laughs> yeah, then maybe you should. Is because it legal it's in 2017. China? It's 2017. Yeah. <laughs> is that a, is that funny to you? No. No. <laughs> Listen, it's uh there's cheaper labor in China too, so you can get a stunt double for like two bucks. Out yeah. there. He doesn't need one. Yeah. Say that, right. Yeah, that's the point. He doesn't want one. Yeah, but he does I bet. It himself. I bet he's got Jack- he's got stunt teams. He's had stunt doubles for sure. Yeah, like anybody anybody who's done a movie has had doubles and stunt doubles. But well, the the crazy thing is, is when he broke through, it was because he was doing his own stunts. Yeah, but here's the thing: the Chinese government subsidizes Jackie Chan's movies because he's the biggest star. By the way, this well, is, they do this is now, true. but he started in the seventies. Yeah, that's true. But uh, here's here's another fact about Jackie Chan. I believe he may be the biggest star in the world. Yeah. He, he is definitely is. Yeah. yeah. I have I'm a fan of his. I liked his uh his Facebook page on on Facebook and I, you know, you come to expect a certain level of followers for big celebrities like, you know, 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, whatever. Even the the US president, I think only gets like 20 million or so followers on Facebook. Jackie Chan I think is pushing 80 or 90 million right now. Wow. Yeah. He is uh, he has power. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like Jackie Chan. He does unite. And, uh, you know, I, I get your argument, John, that he's been in some lesser-known movies, some sleeper hits and things, but so is Sylvester Stallone. I don't know if you've heard of this little ditty called Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Huh? Hmm. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Um, I've Game heard of it, yes. Have I seen mm-hmm. it? Nope. Throw Mama from the Train. I love that one. Yeah? Yeah, it's a good one. Oscar. Was oh, that the one with Danny DeVito? Uh, wait, wait! No, throw Mama from the, was was Sylvester Stallone and Throw Mama from the Train? Yeah, Danny DeVito him. and Billy Crystal. Is yeah, that the same movie. I'm is that thinking. The movie? Of? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was don't in think, Throw Mama. Unless from he the had train. a cameo or some shit. Did you just look at his IMDb? Yeah, because yeah. because <laughs> it was Danny DeVito and Billy Crystal. Yeah, it was not I, Sylvester Stallone. Um, I think he might have might have had a cameo yeah. or something. You're right, but I'm gonna give myself. I a mean, no, nah, he wasn't in it, dude. <laughs> um, so it was uh, Throw Mama from the Train, and then uh, he he also had he also did one of the voices in Ants. That oh was, yeah, yeah, I remember the voice remember names. Ants? That was right. He did a yeah. good job in that. What a, yeah, what a miserable movie. Again, his, uh, it was not his expert. His expertise of uh, not doing stunts. You know what, uh, John? Here's the thing. Sylvester Stallone is like what pushing 180 years old now. So is Jackie Chan. Uh, who who do you think could could take the other one in a fight? Right now, Jackie Chan. For Jackie sure. Chan. There you go. But Sylvester Stallone with a gun. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> probably <laughs> with a gun. Yes, and yeah. um, and. For sure, if, if we were like having a bench press contest, it'd go to Sly. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone wins. There Stallone you go. can't even see out of his eyes, dude. He's had so much work done. Yeah. Man. Even if you gave him yeah. a gun, I think Jackie Chan would take let it. Me, let me tell you a story about Sylvester Stallone. Um, have you guys ever hiked the Grand Canyon? Mm, I've seen it, yeah. My, so dad, my dad peed you off. Can, He's hiked on parts of it. You can, you can hike <laughs> down to it and... Uh, <laughs> From the parking lot to the bathroom. Yeah. So you could hike down to the bottom of the canyon. It's like, it's a thing a lot of people do. It takes a couple days. You have to hike a day, camp, hike another day. There's cabins down there and a, a day or two to hike out. Um, I, I did that hike when I was, uh, was in my early 20s. This is a while ago. And it just so happened that um, the month before I did this Grand Canyon hike, uh, Sylvester Stallone had done it. Now, when we were doing the hike, they said uh, one of the biggest things is like as soon as you start going down the cab- the, uh, the canyon, you have to hike yourself out. There's, there's no way they can lift you out. I mean, if it's a life-threatening emergency, maybe. But you have to get your ass down and then back. When, uh, when I got down to the bottom, the, uh, the guide started telling this story about how Sylvester Stallone hiked down to the bottom. And um, his feet were hurting. He was tired. 
and he uh, he spent like a day down there trying to call a helicopter to to lift him out because he didn't want to walk. And she was really proud to uh, to let our group know that they didn't bend the rules for him. They made him hike his own ass out because they don't lift anyone out of the canyon. Now, Jackie Chan would have never even thought about that. He would hike down and back up to the top in probably half a day. Yeah. Yeah, on a skateboard with food for a mysterious woman. As as one of his uh, plots for his movie, some just some weird. What like? Yeah. But that was that was real life. That was a real story about the man. Sly. What's that? Rucka? Like Sylvester never did some weird shit. No, Sylvester's always done normal things. Oh, um, played it safe. <laughs> All right, John. I gotta I gotta give you a point for that one because that does sound like a weak sauce move. But Sylvester Stallone is also, I believe, a billionaire. You know what? Here's what I would do. If I was down at the bottom of the thing and I didn't feel like climbing up the canyon, I would raise the canyon. So that I am now standing on level ground, and I just walk back to my car. That's what I would do. If, if Sly up. had done that, it would have been a big, but he didn't. Yeah. And uh, and also, if, right. if he was down there and he tried to get the helicopter to pick him up, and eventually he did, that would have been pretty cool too. But um, he tried and failed, and then had to walk out anyway, and that's embarrassing. Yeah, but he had the balls to ask. Mm, uh-huh. Let me help you out here. <laughs> Please. Uh, the, Sylvester Stallone was in a movie called Fist. Oh, that's right, Fist. What do you think mm-hmm. of that, John? You ever, you see, ever uh, see Fist? I have not seen it. I'll say uh, mm-hmm. the it's title a, sounds fascinating. It's a, <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to let the name sit. It's about a union back in the early union days. Oh, your favorite. A bunch of, a bunch of uh, immigrants, a bunch of uh, different communities, the, the Italians, the, the Irish, the Hungarians. They're all kind of living, uh, figuring out how they want to... Uh, uh, you know, conduct themselves. It's a, it's a, it's a drama. There's probably some there's some fighting in it, but like there's there's emotional stuff too. You think Jackie Chan could ever pull that kind of shit off? The guy can't fucking speak English. He's, he's Jackie got, Chan was he's in a got, movie called The Tuxedo. All right, and he used his fist while looking amazing in a magical tuxedo. Right. He looks good. He throws punches. But could he do a a a, a, a time a period piece about just? Uh, human relationships and figuring out how we're going to deal with the issue of labor versus He's done tons of those things. They're like they're usually about like uh, historical period pieces involving the uh, Chinese history. I mean, yeah, he's played it, Feng Saiyuk, he's played Wong about, Fei Hong, he's played Chinese heroes. But it's always about uh, a hero going and killing somebody. But it, is it ever just? Could he ever just do play? A young man finding his way with the uh, with the, with the girl across the street as a as a founding member of the union. Mm-hmm. I mean, can, again, can you're he... crossing into this dramatic acting stuff. I mean, can he do it? I don't know. Probably, but the matter the fact of the matter is, uh, he would just punch his way out of there because yeah. that's what action heroes do. The answer do. is no. He could not do it because he's Jackie Chan. He's not Sylvester Stallone, the right? Man. Because he's an action movie star. He's not a dramatic yeah. actor. What Rucka's saying is that Sylvester Stallone has range with his fists, yeah, his whereas range. Jackie Chan can only use his fists for hurt. Sylvester Stallone can use his fists for pleasure. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> to differ. Interesting. In, <laughs> hmm. They did call it fist. In uh, in in another real life story, yeah. um, Jackie Chan is uh is the owner of a uh, a panda preserve in uh in the Sichuan province of uh, of China, hmm. and um he's got his picture all over the uh, entire panda reserve that's protecting the pandas, and he's uh holding baby pandas with his fists because. He's trying to make China and the world a better place with his fists in a, by saving pandas instead of punching people. Saving Yay? pandas. Nah. Hmm. Conservation. Now, people love pandas. Yeah, I, I do not. Uh, I'm, I'm sure so you, I ran yeah. for president this uh, this last election, John. I don't know if you know I this. I voted for you. I wrote thank, you in. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, we got a real winner in here. Yeah. All right. 
John Moore, not thank you because you. you lost. But you know I would have been nice if you won. Man, it was close. We yeah. still have not conceded. We're still ha- no. we're still doing a count Good. of the belt. Don't give up. Yeah. Never give in. But uh, <laughs> I part of my platform as the regressive party was to bomb pandas. Uh, because then if you create mass graves for families, I'm having full family abortions. So Bomb um, pandas or like drop pandas from planes? Both. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You can bomb them on the families. I would also like my own panda preserve with pictures of me, but I'm, I'm glaring really angrily and my fist is held up like this, like in defiance of the pandas to, to make them cower in Perhaps front of me. Perhaps over the panda grill maybe? or the Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Pandas, uh, pandas are basically like uh, bear dogs. All right, they're not that smart. All they do is eat bamboo, and you know why they eat bamboo, John? They could they could get the nutrition they need from other plants that are much more nutritionally dense, but they eat bamboo because it makes them high. They're just a bunch of mm. fucking stoner dipshit bears. That's what pandas are. They're the stoners of nature. They're slackers. They don't do shit, and they don't want even fuck to save their own species. Fuck pandas. There you yeah. go. Fair enough. They are they are cute though. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not debating about. Uh, Pandas. I know. I know who would win in a fight between Sylvester Stallone and a panda. I mean, obviously, Sly would shoot it. Uh, he would with a 50 caliber machine gun. Uh, Mikey, <laughs> my- or knock it out like Rocky. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Mikey. Yes, Maddox. Who's your favorite action movie star? Is there anyone we haven't mentioned today? Is it hmm. Sylvester Stallone? And why is it Sylvester Stallone? Hmm. Who's? What's yours, Rekka? I used to. I really used to idolize Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah. Was a, he was a bit before my time. He's up there. But uh, fucking Terminator 2, Commando. Oh, fuck, dude, Commando. One man and a whole fucking island full of bad guys. And for sure, that was back in the day when body counts were a big deal. Yeah. Because I mean, Commando versus the Rambo movies, they were competing to see who would have the highest body count, mm-hmm. which, is, which is something we haven't brought up yet and, uh, and something that I got to give it up to Stallone for. A lot of those Rambo movies had a very high body count. Well, so I, I always felt like Commando was kind of a poor man's Rambo 2. Uh, Commando, I think Commando came out after, right? And Commando just seemed like um, uh, everything in the movie was cartoonishly dumb. Uh, you, you know, the machine gun shots and everything were just kind of goofy. And uh, Commando looked better on the cover of the movie and yeah. in on, on paper than it did on the silver screen. Mm. What do you want to say, Mikey? Do you have your pick? Yeah. So before I'm castrated on a crucifix... <laughs> Um, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to say Mel Gibson. Yeah. Mel Gibson. <laughs> All right. And, uh, <laughs> big Mel just came out with, uh, a, a movie yeah. that flew under the radar. Not, yeah. not the in beaver. my house. And it's called Bloodfather. And, uh, mm. no one knows about it, but mm. I do. Yeah. When, when did Bloodfather come out? This last year. Wow. And new, new Mel movie. is still cranking out action movies. And it's good, man. Wow. I like it. And it gets to the, it's an hour and like 27 minutes. It gets to the point. There's no lag time. And Mel elbows a car window and just shatters it. <laughs> That's your example of <laughs> him He's killing like it in Bloodfather? 68. John, if you saw this. But it's, it's I'm, a, with, I'm, I'm with you on Mel Gibson. I'm, I'm a if fan he can of his do stuff. That I, like, at, I like his action if stuff. He, if, if he can do this at 68. Cut it in half. I want to see what he's doing at 34. And, well, we've seen it. And I love Mel. <laughs> yeah. We have. That's yeah. right. And I'm saying I want to see it right now. See it. Oh, I want to go again. watch those movies right yeah. now. What are, what, are, what are your favorite Mel movies? The action movies. I loved Lethal Weapon. I loved mm, awesome uh, franchise. Bloodfather. Bloodfather. That's right. As we mentioned. Braveheart. Uh-huh. Braveheart. The Patriot. Um, I really another like good one. A lot of Patriot, good kills in The Patriot. The Patriot's hard to watch for me How personally. Come? No, it's just, it's just gore. 
front to back. I liked his new war movie too. The Hacksaw um, Ridge. Oh, Hacksaw Ridge but was good. I'll give you that. I like that too. But he was yeah. the just the director of it, right? Yeah, he was the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he, did Are we counting directing? Was no, that? No, 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 no. We're talking no. action movie stars. Yeah. yeah. He did a good job though, making that Andrew Garfield kid not seem like a huge d bag. Yeah, yeah that's I didn't true. like him before that. Movie. Nobody's yeah. like nobody likes him. Andrew right? Garfield was less douchey after that movie came out. Now, here's the thing though, uh, Mel Gibson did also did that weird ass Aztec movie. What's it called? Apocalypto. Apocalypto. Yeah. That was um, not good interesting choice yeah it was not a good movie and it was really hyped up and i remember mikey you're, no, grim- you're I, grinning I don't, over there i know that mel's made a lot of interesting decisions the, in his career yeah. the kid that played the apocalypto like the the star of that apocalypto movie used to train out at the uh, equinox in manhattan beach with me lipnicki no 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 the uh, <laughs> apocalypto kid lipnicki would, would destroy that yeah. apocalypto kid yeah, he's a me? brown he's a brown belt tap him out in yeah. 10 oh, seconds shit. now uh, mel gibson also had um the phenomenal turd Waterworld. Which I didn't see that. Some people defend. I saw Waterworld. Look, when I saw it, I hey, thought was it was. Wa- was that Mel or Kevin Costner? Oh, that was. Ke- maybe that was Kevin. Yeah. Was it Kevin yeah. Costner? Kevin Costner. It, okay. was a, it was a turd, though, for sure. All I know about <laughs> Waterworld is that it sounds like a fun kids' movie, and then you watch it, and it's just not what you it's expected. It's so weird. No, it's. Uh, Over budget, it, the set sunk. And it also like made Universal Studios unvisitable because they made they anticipated that it would be such a big hit that they went ahead and put this permanent installation in there. It's that, still there. Did yeah, you know that? <laughs> the, the, the water the Waterworld stunt show is still happening. I went. Uh, yeah. Man, I went like a few weeks ago. There's a. Do you guys know a wrestler named Chris Daniels? Christopher Daniels, ROH champion. Um, he he plays the lead of uh, that Waterworld uh, stunt show at Universal Studios sometimes when he's not booked. Oh, ROH. That's the uh, that's the other uh, wrestling that I watch. I think that's what comes up on Comet late at night. Is that ROH? Is that what you're wrestling. That's about what ROH? it is. Yeah, it's ROH. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that yeah. makes it way funnier. Yeah. No, because you were, you were saying you were watching this late night wrestling show. And, yeah. And it didn't seem like there was a lot of people uh, watching it, and it was a uh, kind of like a bunch of newer people. And I was I was like NWA Hollywood or like what what could he be watching? But ROH is a major promotion. It's and, on- uh, <laughs> and, uh the way that you talked about it made it seem like a like Tracy Championship Wrestling or Fresno like Fresno Regional Wrestling Show. No, um, but uh, that's that's funny that you were talking about Ring Honor. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, that's what it was because I, I the stadium looks nice, the seating looks nice. You know, it's like nice and blue and everything. And then the the logo, they always oh, like two two swoops, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. It's ROH Wrestling. That's what I'm watching uh, late at night on Comet, and yeah. then uh, right before they go to Space Music, which is uh, also something I watch. Um, but anyway, okay, good good pick, uh, Mikey. Good pick, Rucka. Good pick, John. Here's here's, here's one thing that we um, we haven't talked about, and yeah. I'm gonna bring it up just just because I feel like it needs to be addressed. A good action hero, in my opinion, especially when you're talking about your Schwarzenegger or Stallone, should be Gibson's. should be bodied out. You know, like Gibson was never nearly as bodied out as uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and uh, and Jackie Chan got bodied out in um, more of a Bruce Lee kind of way, like lean muscle. But if you're talking about like your stereotypical archetype action heroes um that's that's one one thing that i would give to stallone i mean the man has been bodied out eating his uh his egg whites and chicken breast for the past 40 years he's still in amazing shape mm-hmm. so it was uh short singer is doing all right too uh when he's not banging his nanny um <laughs> uh though um I, I did see a movie right the movie that he made right after he stopped being uh governor of california was such a piece of shit 
that, is that it like that put a us- post-apocalyptic like zombie thing or Margot or Maggie or something? Yeah, Maggie or Margot or something like that. Yeah. Where it, the entire fucking movie was just a commercial for the Ford Mustang, I believe, or yeah. the Chevy Chargers, one of the cars. That happens in movies sometimes. And, and it was so blatant. It was so bad, John. At one point in the movie, there there's a scene where they're trying to chase after him with a helicopter. Okay, and so they're in this like high tech. Uh, you know, intelligence office, and they're watching right. him on camera, and they're like, "Well, can our helicopters catch the car?" He goes, "I don't know. That's the new Dodge. <laughs> it's got a six-cylinder engine, and it its top speed is 220 miles per hour. I think our helicopter might be able to catch up, but maybe not." And then it's I was just like, such a smooth ride that Dodge. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Wow, is that the uh, deluxe edition with all the features?" Like, it was just it's just straight- stock. That's a stock version. <laughs> it was a straight-up car commercial. Left a real sour taste in my mouth. But oh, uh, man, anyway, I, I enjoy stuff like that. But um, another, another little uh, little tidbit about uh, Schwarzenegger. Um, I did a movie with someone that did the practical effects for Predator and um, was uh, telling me all sorts of inside information about Schwarzenegger. And um, for, for Predator, he had two full-time oil boys or oil staff. And it, it rotated between like uh, men and women. But at all times, there were two people on set whose job it was to grease up Arnold's guns, yeah. which I think is... The, Pretty apropos, pretty good thing to say about your action movie hero. Wait a second. So so Sylvester Stallone's a pussy for not wanting to climb out of the Grand Canyon. He wanted to call a helicopter. But Sylvester Stallone's bad. Oh, no, no, sorry. Because, I was talking about Schwarzenegger. Or Schwarzenegger. Yeah, uh, so Sylvester Stallone's a pussy for not wanting to climb out of the Grand Canyon. But then Schwarzenegger's uh, uh, a badass because he's not oiling his own guns. He has an oil an oil yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, just for sure. <laughs> I mean, my own guns, it's, it's different. Like, I mean, Stallone, I'm sure, has an oil team. Don't you think? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Stallone, yeah. Stallone is like a lame version of Arnold. Everybody get out, knows get that. Get out of here. Yeah. Although, I will give you Predator. Predator is unimpeachable. That is yeah. a really great and movie. And Terminator, for sure. You can't say much about Terminator. Terminator's okay. Terminator. The, uh, you don't like Terminator? Oh, come on. The, 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 the uh, forgotten gem of Arnold's career is The Running Man. I love that Ooh, fucking movie and he uh it shows us a a vision of a dystopian future the year is 2007 everything has gone to shit <laughs> and the government and everything's off everybody's living out in the street but there's two things about uh this dystopia that are actually uh not so bad one for one thing you know they made this movie in the 80s so in this movie everyone's smoking everywhere you can smoke anywhere you want cool yep. And also, uh, you can walk right onto an airplane at the airport. You just Ooh. walk into the airport. You get on the plane like God intended you to do when you go to a fucking airport. So maybe uh, the future promised it's in The Running uh, Man was not so bad. They're uh, they're killing people for sport on game shows, but yeah. uh, terrorism is not an issue. At no, least you can fly where you're terrorism. going. Yeah. yeah, in this world. That's what they need to do is start killing people on game shows Running and then man. terrorism will disappear. The movie mm-hmm. that coined uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll Be Back. Was, that, yeah. was it I'll Be Back? Yeah, so, yeah, no, that was Terminator Two. Okay, so no, my know, problem but, with Terminator Two first in uh, in a uh, Running Man. It's just, I'll oh, be really? back. I'll be back. Only uh, in a rerun. He, what, was and that pushed... made after Terminator One though? Because I think Terminator Ooh, One is point. where is where I'll be back became his phrase. Then he, they put it in every movie. And he started using it. And then he, uh, I'll be back. I'll and be then back. he started doing like the the death like one liners. Like he's killing someone on the ice. Like cool off. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff cool like off. that. He's got a lot on his mind. He shoots him in the head. I don't yeah. Know. I'll let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree that the forgotten gem of Arnold's career was Jingle All, all the way. way. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. mad you didn't and say it. And it was the last good, good movie he ever made. I wouldn't have said anything if you said what you knew. Yeah, but like historically, true. there could have never been a what's, Jingle what's if not since, for Running Man. Since Jingle All the Way. Hasn't, hasn't there been anything? Didn't he make a movie with Sylvester Stallone, that prison movie? Yeah, it was a, an abortion. I never yeah. saw it, but nobody did either. It was a letdown. 
Well, he was in Expendables. Expendables and Expendables 2, which wouldn't exist if it weren't for Stallone. Thank you, Sylvester Stallone. Mm. I'm just glad all those old guys have something to do. Clearly, Stallone can't can't afford Jackie for those Expendable movies. Right. Uh, No, it's... Actually, I'm just kidding. I would would love to see Jackie Chan in the Expendables. He he should be. He should be. It's about time. Have you guys seen um, footage of uh, Sly directing while acting on the set of Expendables? No. No. What's it like? It's just super impressive. I mean, he's uh, he's positioning cameras. He's giving everybody acting notes, and he's holding like a gun and a script. He's like, "Okay, uh, yeah, we're gonna mother daughter over there, like one wide, one here, over there. Let's get that angle. Let's make sure we get a close up on Terry. Okay, uh, <clears throat> action, <laughs> get down. You know what I mean? He's, Just it's reloads. Cool. It's cool. Really like, cool. yeah. Hey, you know what else is cool? Our new bonus episode. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, let's go. The Yadoo. show is brought to you by our bonus episode. Guys, it really helps out Madcast Media. It really helps out the show when you purchase that episode from our website. It's also available on iTunes and Amazon. I actually have a call from a listener who wanted to talk about the bonus episode. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. First time caller. I uh, just wanted to let you know that my roommate wanted to listen to the new bonus episode. And he didn't want to pay for it. So he asked me for the login. But I'm not going to give it to him because I want him to support you guys. Yeah. So it would yeah, be really cool guy. if fuck. you could make him douchebag of the week. Yeah. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, fucking Nazi. Yeah, fucking Nazi to you, to you my <laughs> friend. You know what? Douchebag of the week. That's right. Yeah. Your roommate's douchebag of the week. Yeah. Cancel that other D-bag. douchebag of the week. Yeah. Your roommate's now the douchebag of the week. It's a special week. we got two douchebags. Have we ever had two? We've had to sometimes. We've even had a guest be douchebag of the week in yeah. addition to a caller, and I think Rucka was douchebag of the week once. I think I was. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Nice. I'm I'm not afraid to make anyone douchebag of the week. You watch it. You watch your thing, Mikey. <laughs> I, my finger's on the button. All right. You should make Stallone douchebag sometime. Oh, you know what? what? He could be do. douchebag of the week. You know who else? We got another douchebag of the week. Jackie Chan. Oh, Jackie Chan. no. Oh. That's right. Shots fired. Oh, wait. There it is. I was going for the button. Oh, canceled you out. Vote for Sylvester Stallone on the website, I'll tell guys. you what, whether or not Jackie Chan is a uh, is a douchebag or um, <laughs> whatever his romantic life is, it doesn't affect his stuff in front of the camera while he's doing action movies. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> look guys. Uh, these are both really great picks. Vote for these on the website, madcastmedia.com. But now it's time for... Headlines from around the web. We're moving on. Guys, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but a gay porn studio is under fire for using a didgeridoo as a dildo. You guys hear about this? You probably Sounds you like probably a very large. Didgeridoos are, are, are large, right? Yeah, they're big. It must have like warmed up that asshole quite a bit to yeah. Yeah. get it in. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a considerable sized instrument. You'll like this quote, John. It says, uh, I'm going to didgeridoo you in the ass. <laughs> Have Bravo. you guys ever uh, just meandered in like uh, one of those adult only soup like stores and looked at the titles of Oh uh, yeah. They're fantastic. Of, of porn movie spin-offs. They yeah. don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. It's just um like Porn of the Rings. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to think of some other good ones. Come on. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's so many really good pun ones. And Cock sometimes gobblers. There we go. Cock gobbler, there yeah. Go. It's a Thanksgiving themed. But the, uh, porno. the the ones that are the funniest Loosely. are the ones that are like spin-offs of like uh, the, like blockbuster action movies. Yeah. Fist was pretty good. <laughs> they didn't even <laughs> change Sylvester. the title. Yeah. Oh, and Sylvester <laughs> Stallone started in a porno. No, oh, that's right. That that's was, how we got started. No, that's Al Pacino. Both of, no, both of them. Same porno. Yeah, same porno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a didgeridoo. Yeah. They were very progressive. But that's how, right, that's how we got started, right? Mm-hmm. Ahead of their time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a gay porn studio is being called disrespectful 
after using a didgeridoo as a dildo in a new scene. Entitled Didgeridoo Me, the men.com scene sees two roommates, with one having recently gotten back from Australia. While they do not go into detail of the frustrations of getting it through customs, his playing wakes up his roommate. Frustrated, his roommate decides to take out his frustration by penetrating his roommate with the instrument. Mm -hmm. The porn company is now being accused of racism and disrespect to the Australian Aboriginal community for being culturally offensive. Aw, shit. That's right. Yep. Strange uh, cause to take on. You can hold hold a didgeridoo. You can put it to your lips. Mm -hmm. You can put it to your eye, your nose. But the second Mm -hmm. you touch it to your ass... Racist. Racist. I have some advice Hmm. for the social justice community. Mm -hmm. Fucking let loose, do your thing, you will win. However, you need to stay away from porn and stay away from video games. Stay away from those two things, and and Maddox will stay out of your fucking business. But what don't does this have don't to do with don't me? fuck you fuck with porn and video games, and the whole fucking world will turn on you. That's my only advice. Do you guys ever think like I've been thinking about like the in this way a lot of times with uh, regard to promotion? Do you would you put it past that porn company from starting the own lawsuit against them just for the publicity? I could see that. I was thinking that too, John, because this was um, this was on a gay news website. A fan yeah. sent this to me on Twitter, and uh, this, as soon as I saw this, I, it, it smelled to me like a, a PR piece. You gotta, I mean, they've gotta been using didgeridoos as dildos and, and things before in porn movies. Like they've used everything. Like yeah, know, but our culture dildo is changing. Chucks and the, bow staffs uh, and guitars and other sorts of instruments. Well, no one ever used to talk about cultural appropriation because it's the dumbest idea on the planet. So yeah. the, well, the world has changed. Well, they don't have to fake it. The controversy. Yeah. Well, it, it could. But be. if they if they do fake the controversy, it gets the. I mean, we're talking about now on the probably the most popular podcast yeah. in America. That's yeah. true. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So it, might, it might have been yeah. fake. I'm not saying it couldn't have been, but. Like, um, yeah. Anyway, well, the, the reason people believe it is because this shit is not unbelievable. It happens. I mean, it's out there. Yeah. Right. It's a sad state on our, of our culture. Yeah. Uh, that could this be a could really be a good story. PR move for yeah. the uh, didgeridoo me. Yeah. Peeps. Well, here's another story. This is from New York Daily News. Uh, this is a this is an amazing story. A tennis match was interrupted by a nearby couple having very loud sex. Ooh, you guys hear about this? Uh, a Sarasota Open match between Francis TFO and Mitchell Kruger was interrupted multiple times recently due to a couple nearby having loud sex. At first, announcer Mike Katian assumed that the racket was coming from a spectator's cell phone, and it was an adult video. But a few moments later. The noises got even louder. That's when Katian and everyone else on hand realized what was really happening. And I have a clip of it here. I tried to amplify the sound so you can hear them, but uh, listen to this. This is this is the sex sounds during the tennis match. Okay. Has Steel phone in a deficit situation. <laughs> well, that is. Good for them. Yeah. The Good most for bizarre them. situation. I don't know how to put this, folks, but somebody's phone going off in the stands. And I guess, does he believe I that? It's clearly more entertaining than think? the tennis. He, he thought that was what was happening, Mikey. Uh, what were you saying, John? Uh, the, the, the sex is more enter- entertaining than the tennis, right? Oh, yeah, talk the, about the people it People are popping forth, for, the, uh, for the sex sounds. Yeah. Uh, listen to this. It goes on, and then one of the tennis players finally chimes in on it near the end of this clip. Let's listen to this. Okay. Head up at home. 
I still hear it. It's still going. <laughs> what is going it on? Can't be that good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That was the frustrated tennis player because everyone's oh, concentration man. was thrown off. This this is another one for me. I don't know, but um if that was a tactic by like the guy who didn't freak out the other tennis player yeah. to distract the uh, the competition, genius. Oh, that'd be an I, I incredible so. move. But so I found out that uh, this tennis court was across from a lake, and the lake has like a hotel where visitors stay and things like that. If you've ever been at so a really all the way quiet, across a li- from a lake, yes, and and you'd be surprised how well sound travels across a lake. I remember one time I went fishing with my dad, and I was standing at the edge of a lake, really really big one. Yeah, and uh, I just you know speaking room tone to my dad said, "Hey, I need to take a leak," and a guy across the lake yells at me. He goes, "Go ahead, no one's looking." Yes. <laughs> 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 sound travels across the lake like crazy so i think that's what happened it was just uh you know not even didn't even have Man. to be that loud no i mean that i, I love uh, i love weird social situations like that um and if i was at that tennis match i'd probably be the most memorable tennis match i've ever i've ever seen yeah yeah uh john before we before we conclude is there anything you'd like to plug so um for any information about me you can follow me on twitter at the real morrison on instagram at john hennigan on facebook John Morrison, the uh, the real one, not the fake one. There's a lot of fakes, and I don't know how to tell the difference. Right. Um, Boone the Bounty Hunter Facebook is going to give you a lot of information about Boone the Bounty Hunter. The uh, the movie Boone the Bounty Hunter is out now on uh, Amazon, iTunes, Voodoo, Xbox, Google Play, etc., and tons of on-demand digital platforms. It comes out on DVD June 6th. Um, spent about five years on this movie, and um, it's... It's worth it. the uh, The reaction that I've been getting from people are that they've been entertained and um, and really happy with, uh, with with watching this movie. So if you're a fan of wrestling or action movies, um, if you think the things that I've done in the wrestling ring are crazy, you need to see Boone because the stuff that I do in this movie is crazier than ever. Um, the rest of the cast kills it: Rampage Jackson, Osric Chow from Supernatural, Spencer Grammer, Kelsey's uh, daughter, um, Lorenzo Lamas, Kevin Sorbo, Jonathan Lipnicki, and. Uh, tons and tons and tons of cool cameos the other thing that i'd want to uh mention is um i am the current champion of lucha underground it's on the el rey network we've been on hiatus and season three resumes on the el rey network on may 31st first match back is uh johnny mundo the mayor slam town yeah versus willie mack um who's a ridiculously talented wrestler from here in um he's from Compton from uh, South Central. Oh yeah. And um we have an all night long match. Um I don't know if you know what that means. No, but what is that? We wrestle the entire episode and uh whoever gets the most pinfalls wins. And it's uh one of the matches I'm most proud of in my uh, in my career. So I recommend people watching that. Catch up on Lucha Underground on Netflix. Seasons one and two are now available. And um download this podcast although if you're listening to this you probably already have probably already have yeah yeah Um, and uh and he was he was saying john was saying before the show he can't get enough of that bonus episode too yeah listening to it on repeat he's bought oh man i I came up with some ideas for bonus episodes i was that's what i was writing down in the middle of the show oh yeah i got some ideas absolutely uh so john and you also have this new this new uh merchandise and his new line of merchandise oh yeah um i don't know if uh if you're watching this on video um check it out that's what it is if you're listening to this this is uh, something I've been calling uh, Forbidden Red Carpet Fanny Packs. Um, it's the uh, Lucha Underground 
World Championship on a gold fanny pack. It's a fashion statement. It's functional. We're bringing 80s pro wrestling back right now. Um, be a part of the movement and, uh, and get one of these fanny packs. Hell yeah. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good luck with Boone. Thank you, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yep. First hand on staff. Thank you, Swagmaster Mikey Bolts. Thank you. But most of all, you're welcome. Oh. Oh, this is the one and only Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, the debate this week was a very peculiar topic because I have a very special story. One time my grandma told me that her and my grandfather got a divorce because she went up into the bedroom and he was getting his dick sucked by none other than Kevin Smith. Yep. Kevin Smith is single-handedly responsible for destroying the beautiful marriage my grandparents possessed. I don't think that's a cool thing at all, brother. Nope. <laughs> anyway, uh, long-time fan, I like what you guys are doing. Uh, keep up the good work. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that that uh, that Macho Man impression was on half speed. What do you think of that impression, Mikey? All you women out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All you uh, anti-Kevin Smith listeners, stop leaving voicemails and start voting. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Kevin Smith lost in a landslide. Yeah, well... You know, maybe maybe next time, maybe they'll uh, they'll they'll pay more attention to the voting next time. Yeah. That's why it's important to vote. Every vote yes, counts. Every vote counts. Media. You That's know, right. as we all know now. Yeah, as we all know. <laughs> uh, here's another caller. Listen to this. This is about uh, Michelle Bachman's husband, who a lot of people speculate is gay, but we mm. don't know. But uh, this caller has another rumor. Listen to this. Yo, Maddox, I'm so glad you guys brought up Michelle Bachman's husband. <laughs> check it out. I got this crazy story. When I was in college, I had this roommate. Right, who was uh, like, I don't know, his, his family had ties to the Republican Party, kind of a big hot shot. He always got invited to uh, all these Republican conventions and stuff. He had a, a grandmother, and uh, she walked in on, on his hus- her husband getting his dick sucked by Michelle Bachman's husband, right? Now, here's the kicker. Bono was also there, and he was licking his asshole. Not his own asshole. That doesn't make any sense, but... It's fucking crazy, man. I'm glad you guys brought him up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Way Bono. Sounds like a similar to how that show Brockmire starts, huh? You guys know what I'm talking about? No, what's Brockmire? Ooh, you got to check it out. It's amazing. Hank Azaria's new show. Oh, huh. so good. Starts out with Bono licking someone's asshole? Uh, Not Bono specifically, but assholes oh, and dildos someone, and sex parties yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. Great show. Yep. Here's another caller. Uh, listen to this. This guy's, this guy's got a little bit of... Um, he's got a theory about yours truly. We'll see. You watch what? Degrassi? <laughs> dude. Dude. Maddox. I called you about this once before, dude. You need to come out of the fucking closet already. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Everyone fucking knows you're gay. Okay? No one cares. Just come out of the fucking closet. Okay? I already... It was already decided. Everybody, oh. everybody already knows. But the fucking kite thing... Definitely cemented you as being gay, but now this Degrassi thing. John, do you think kites are gay? They're not kites. Yeah, flying, flying kites? kites. No, I mean I don't think you can say any sort of thing is gay. Yeah, 
That's right. Because kites aren't... Kites are super fun, and it's a great thing to do on dates, and I stand behind that. And then all these callers called in out of nowhere, shitting on the magnanimous Maddox, saying, oh, kites are gay. And then you got these, like, hicks saying that they shoot kites I'm, out of the sky. I'm on your side with this How one. are kites gay? It's like they it's have like this... It's like a celebration of aerodynamics. Yeah. They, they have this, like, early 80s image of gay guys just doing, like, queer stuff. Like, gays dress nice and eat at fancy restaurants. Right. They don't fly kites. They yeah. eat dominoes. And, they, they, and then they... <laughs> eat at dominoes. Yeah. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.